Hello, hello, and welcome to another two network match report with me, Adam. It's finished at the Amex, it's finished at Brighton 1, Newcastle United 1. Not really the second half we were hoping for after such a almost like a walk of it. It was like a training game in that first 45, but as we've seen the last few weeks, second halves just aren't our thing. They are not our thing. Um, lots of changes for this one. Uh, Shelby was the surprise inclusion in midfield coming in for Key. Uh, Mankio kept his place. Atsu came in for the injured Almiron as as kind of expected. And Lascelles' injury uh, paved the way for uh, Feta Fernandez uh, to get um, a rare start, which would have been you know very rare start in the second half of the season. In the first half, he he's very very integral for us, but. Um, but yeah, um, it was a really, really odd game, um, given how, I mean, it was just, there was just no intensity. Going into this game, you know, Cardiff had, had lost against Fulham, Brighton could win an all but assure um, survival, given there was a 14-goal swing and goal difference from Cardiff. But they just, it was so pedestrian. It was, it was really, there was no urgency from that home side, and unless, and, and you know, this whole game has been was about Brighton. It was about can they win to stay up? Are they gonna you know if they lost that sort of puts them in a lot of trouble. Even a draw, which they've ended up coming away with, despite being just one of the. I mean that's just one of the worst halves of football I've ever seen a Premier League side play just ever. I th I, I, I thought they were absolutely awful, but then I thought we were poor as well because we weren't. We didn't have the cutting edge. And I think as much as, you know, we, we, we absolutely missed Almiron's incision and his pace. Um, Perez obviously had an early injury um, and had to go off, you know, shortly, you know, soon after his uh, score in the opener. But we, we, you know, we were kind of relying on Atsu to sort of be our, be our main, main playmaker Attacking playmaker in that in that sort of final third with Shelby sitting deep, and obviously when Shelby came off eventually, you know where was that where was that goal going to come from? Where was that creativity, that intelligence? Where was that actually going to come from? Um, but I mean, it, we, we started out very very positively. We 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 really dominated possession. I mean, we, we you know we were hitting we hitting figures like sixty two percent possession all the way through that that second that first half. Sorry, um, and. We just we just looked in absolutely no danger at all. There was no threat from Brighton. There was no urgency. They sat so deep, and you wonder, you know, their, their line of engagement must have been sort of in their own half. It was it was absolutely bizarre. They were they seemed really happy for us to just have the ball and spray it around. And to be honest, in terms of like John Joe Shelby coming back into the side for his first start in you know weeks, what what better game to play? In a, then in a game where your opposition essentially doesn't have a central midfield, Hayden and Shelby dominated that first forty-five, and they they just nobody closed them down, nobody parried them. You know, John. It was perfect for John Joe Shelby. He was able to to get the ball, he was spray it around, pass it around, keep the ball moving. Um, he ber he berated Fabian Shea, who the last few weeks has been sort of marauding out of defence. Um, on one of his sort of on one of his runs, and and in fairness to Fabian Shea, a couple of times he's done that this season. He's he's come away with goals. So 
you know, he, he, he got into the box sort of early doors, which was sort of headed away quite well by Bernardo, who, who, who was a bit of a, 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 a frustration for us, really. I think he did. He got a couple of important tackles in for them. Um, but there was one incident where Cher tried to come forward. He tried to beat a man, easily telegraphed, and Shelby's had to chase back, and he's basically saying, pass the ball to me. That's what I'm here for. You don't need to maraud out when you've got me because John Joe Shelby's the kind of player, as we all know, who has the vision, who has the passing range, that we don't need to run with the ball. He can pass the ball, and he very, very often will find another player. So um, I thought, you know, there was just a bit of uh, readjustment, I think, for having Shelby in the side because we are going to play differently with, with him in the side. Uh, so maybe that was just sort of an example of um, player chemistry just needing a bit more work when sort of new faces are are, are there. Very similar to Mankio, like Mankio does get forward and he has a bit of pace, but we, we can't expect him to be in the same positions as Yedlin has been in, simply because he doesn't have exactly the same attributes and he's a slightly different kind of player. So there was just a bit of that, to be, to be honest. But I just think there was... We, we lacked a lot of creativity. We we did dominate the ball. Um, but we we just we just weren't clinical but I mean the, the you know the time that we were clinical after after 18 minutes and it was an absolutely beautiful goal we it'd been a very very easy first 15 and Paul Dummage just sort of you know as Cher did on the other side Paul Dummage just sort of strode forward unchallenged you know getting mid midway through the to their you know their half and he's flighted this ball over to the back post to to Rondon which is absolutely beautiful it was pinpoint Rondon's had the you know the, the the savvy to to know exactly where Perez is, and he just chests this ball. It's beautiful. He just chests this ball down to to Perez, who thwacks it. I'm going to use that verb. Thwacks it into the top corner. I mean, he's he's already carrying an injury at this point because he he had that amazing run uh, previously where he almost quite quite fortuitously got into the box and through and. Couldn't get a shot away. Got got tackled. I don't know quite where the the hip injury came from. I don't know if he's overstretched or or, or whatever. But it, you know, when he when he when he struck that goal, he was you know his 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 mobility was hugely impaired, and he hadn't really been doing much running for the previous sort of five minutes before that strike. Um, but you could tell when he was celebrating with his teammates, he was kind of just shaking his head, going, "Nah, like I I I can't keep this up. I I, I can't continue." Um, so huge shame. So then you're suddenly in a situation where, so Kennedy, who's just been the forgotten man this season, who completely off form. You've got Atsu, who isn't a goal threat, and we're suddenly, you know, we're suddenly in a position where we're having a, you know, we are having a lot of possession. It seems very easy, but we just don't have the cutting edge. We don't have the players to a find Rondon or b assist Rondon and getting those goals that, 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 that say Perez has been um, getting in, you know 11th, 11th goal this season uh, for Jose Perez and that's just class it's absolutely class you can't fault that you can't question that that is that's that's absolutely brilliant for a, a player who is essentially he's, he's not he's not a proper striker um, he's playing in an attacking midfielder berth uh, that, that's just a, a ridiculously good return and another assist for Rondon, who continues to impress. And you know, we got, we did get unlucky with penalty shouts in the, in the first half. I thought, and, and as I've mentioned, Cher sort of marauding forward. One of those times, plays a one-two um, with 
believe it was Kennedy, um, who slips him through and he gets ahead of his man, who swipes at his shin. Cher doesn't go down, honestly, stays on his feet, or tries to stay on his feet, but he's stumbling. The keeper comes out, he tries to take it past the keeper. Uh, Matt Ryan collects, and you just think, I mean, even, even Steve McManaman on the, on the commentary was saying, it's too honest, go down. That, uh, he goes down, the referee has to give a penalty, and this is Mike Dean we're talking about, the man who has a fetish for awarding penalties. And his honesty meant that we didn't, we didn't get a penalty. Um, and you just think at that point, 2-0, the way it was going, the way there, there was no atmosphere at all, there was no drive or urgency or energy from Brighton. As I said, it was a, a lethargic, it was a, they were sleepwalking in the first half. And, we, and, we, and we, didn't, we didn't take advantage of it when we should have done. And, and that's what really irks me about this. You know, before the game, knowing how much that game tonight meant for Brighton in terms of their survival, the, the magnitude of it, Especially with that Cardiff result, I expect them to come all guns blazing, and I expected it to be a proper scrap. And I, to be honest, I, I thought we might lose it, simply because you know maybe our complacency gets in the way. We've got injuries. Um, you know, we've we've now not finished that game with 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 three very important players out of injury in terms of Almiron, Perez, and and Lascelles. So, you know that it shows that we've. We didn't. We weren't at our best. We didn't have our, you know, our, you know, our best starting eleven um, out there, and I think that shows. And I just think this is where the lack of investment comes from. This is where, this is where you need. You can't. You can pick up three million pound defenders like Fabian Share on release clauses, and Federico Fernandez on a free, and you know, Key on a free. But when it comes to goal scorers, when it comes to attacking midfielders who can score, put the ball in the net. When it comes to players who can. You know, match what Rondon brings, or heaven forbid, well, I have to fucking replace uh, Rondon, regardless of what's happening. Who knows what's going to happen there? We we just don't have that 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 cutting edge that we that we need to have. So these things troubled me, and 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 uh, you know, Rondon was very lucky not to get a, a penalty himself in the first half as well. A, a definite clip around the heels. Uh, I think was it was it Bruno. It's just a, it's a penalty all day long. And he's and, and, and Rondon's watched the ball down all the way and he's good enough to hit that first time. He, he has done that, you know. Scored against Argentina a couple of weeks ago. He is good enough to take down that ball or hit it first time, but he wasn't given the opportunity because he was fouled in the box. So that's two penalty shouts in the first half that, um, you know, penalty fetishizer uh, Mike Dean just didn't, didn't want anything to do with. So that was really, I thought it was just really frustrating and, you know, those incidents, like I say, a 2-0 would have, would have put, would have been put to bed and you think maybe, is it our mentality or is it our quality? It's probably a bit of both. I think if we still weren't mathematically safe, given how they came out in that first half, I, I think we, I think we were, I think we're ahead 2-0, 3-0 in that first half. But maybe we didn't have the urgency as well and maybe we were just happy to play their game in terms of the slow pace, but then obviously, as I said, we don't do second halves, think about Crystal Palace, we dominated first half, didn't put them to bed, they went up the other end, smash and grab, penalty, 1-0, boom. Um, same happened against Southampton, very comfortable, tidy 2-0, Southampton came out in the second half, completely different side, 2-1, suddenly a bit jittery, 
closed out the game right at the end, but you know, it could have it could have been a completely different story. Same thing happened again here against Brighton. From from essentially being um like players on on, on a on a table football, little wooden players, don't move, don't do anything, just rigidly stay in their their positions, no urgency, slow, lethargic, pedestrian, and then the second half they bring they bring Solly March on, who suddenly can whip a ball in towards Glenn Murray. I mean, Glenn Murray just wasn't moving at all in the first half. He just he wasn't he wasn't defending from the front. He just doesn't have that energy. He's like thirty five, isn't he? He's like you know he's 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 old. So they were they were kind of lacking they were lacking that application. In the first they were just lacking any interest really in the first half. But fair play to them. They they came back and you know we. We, we kind of struggled to continue. You know, they came back for a flurry in the first five minutes. They took Kyle off because he had to pull his hamstring. Um, but then after that, Basuma, you know, one of their, I'd say one of their better players, came on instead. But, uh, you know, after the first five, you know, flurry of five minutes, we sort of back in control again. But just, we definitely miss Perez. We 100% miss Perez. And it just shows what he brings to the side. It shows what Almiron brings to the side. Just how, you know, Atsu was basically having to do it all on himself, and he—I'm sorry—he just doesn't have—he doesn't have that quality. He doesn't have the quality, I don't think, to 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 cross well, to find Rondon. He doesn't have the quality to have a decent stab at goal, and I think I think that that, that cost us. And it's not Atsu's fault. Atsu's just doing Atsu, you know. Um, it's not his fault. We haven't spent money. You know, Muto came on later for for him. Who um, and Muto, you know. At that point of the game, we just didn't have any possession in, in the final third, so we couldn't really see what Muto was going to do. I mean, Kennedy, we had a counter-attack in, in that second half where Kennedy broke through and tried to cross it back post to Rondon. It was just poor. So the so, so Rondon really hasn't had the delivery. I mean, the best the best service Rondon had all game was from Paul Dummett, who's a centre-back, um, which obviously in the tee-up for the goal. So it was just really frustrating, and Brighton... Started knocking on the door. They started getting a lot of corners. Um, Sonny March put one in for for Murray, who headed you know headed out for a goal kick, but it was a warning sign. You feel, and then and then on the right hand side, um, on their right hand side, sorry, Bruno's just not closed down by Kennedy. Whipped a ball in. Um, Glenn Murray's had a free header, and he's very cleverly, if he's meant to do this, this is excellent. I, I, I suspect he was just trying to get any sort of header onto it. Um, maybe that's me being unkind, but given what had happened for the previous sort of 75 minutes in the game, I would argue that it was a, <laughs> it's just come off his head any which way. Pascal Gross is running between our defenders, who are just they're flat, they're, they're flat-footed, they're, they're on their heels. Um, and Pascal Gross is sort of in the in the second phase of players just one header across. Pascal Gross comes through, not offside, not even a question of it. And and Dubravka can't can't react. Dummett, it's kind of between Dummett and Fernandez, and they can't pick him up. They can't pick up the run, and it's one one. And it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a goal, and it's a point that essentially probably probably keeps them up, given that Cardiff lost today. I mean, it's going to take a a huge a huge set of results from now. I mean anything can happen, but it does mean that Cardiff probably have to, to win the last two games now. Which I, 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 I can't see happening. So a missed opportunity for Newcastle there. Um it, I mean it, in the grand scheme of things, never really gonna it's never really gonna have a massive bearing. Because I think 
I think top half, I mean, whatever small chance we had of usurping those, I mean, we were going to have to beat Liverpool if we are going to even have any chance of that. So maybe it's not critical that we haven't won this game, but just from to concede in that last sort of 15 minutes and the way we did and how it, how dominant we had been in that first half and we just couldn't put them to the sword. And same old story, really. So many 1-0s that we've had, you know. But it, what, what annoys me about Brighton is that Brighton have been a team who, uh, they came to St James's Park and were absolutely woeful. They're one of the worst teams I've seen play live this season. And they they won the game. Kyle, I believe it was, um, with that with that shot with deflection from a shot from outside the area. Um, but that was a game we dominated and just missed chances. So and they've basically done the same again. Yes, they've they've sort of had a they've had a 15-20 minute spurt in the second half. They haven't scored for 12 hours, man. And then they score against us. And we looked so comfortable. It's such a frustration. But the fact that they've played really shite against us twice now and taken four points is laughable, I think. For a team that still aren't mathematically safe going into the last going into the penultimate weekend of the season, for them to take four points off us, that's terrible, that like. That's really bad. So, yeah. I mean, like I said before, we need firepower. We, we, we need to not rely on just Rondon and Perez. You know, I think I think Almiron's a different case because he's adjusting, it's a transition. He got that injury and I think he would have really flourished today, to be honest. I think given how deep they were, he would have got seen a lot of the ball within the box and I think he would have been tricky to, to stop. So that was... That's annoying, because he flourished against Huddersfield, <clears throat> who sat deep as well. Um, so, you know, we, it, it shows that the attacking quality that we've got just isn't good enough. And despite what, you know, despite, you know, things are looking rosy and we've survived and, you know, everything's very optimistic. And yeah, I, I am optimistic myself. But in terms of goals scored, we're on 36, we're a goal game. That's that's relegation form, a goal a game. It's only the fact that our we've conceded less than we should be. You know, we're, we're all, our defence is overachieving, which is why we aren't in a worse position in the league. That's that's, that's literally it. And, and and you know our when we do like I say, it's been a lot of one nils, which is will you know yielded you know those those three points when we do get them, the rare the, the rare occurrences. Um, so yeah, we've I think there's only. Brighton, Cardiff, and F Brighton, Cardiff, Fulham, and Huddersfield—all at the foot of the table—who have who have scored f fewer goals than we have. So we're the fifth lowest scorers in the Premier League, and it's and it, it really showed today. So the fact that we finished the game with one shot on target—and what a shot on target, by the way! Fair play, Jose Perez. Very satisfying thwack. But we've had nine shots, one on target, and that was in the 18th minute that we scored from. They finished the game with nine shots, two on target. And at how many had they registered in at halftime by halftime? Zero. So, game of two halves, absolutely. But should it have been absolutely not? Should have put the should have put the game to bed, and maybe Mike Dean should have helped us out a bit there. There was another shout for a, a penalty in the in the second half, a third shout. Um, 
Nah, we're not getting that. It was from close range, potential handball. However, the referee missed two blatant handballs just in open play. Blatant handballs. Um, so that that was a little bit frustrating, frustrating as well. Um, but yes, on to, on to the big one. Liverpool, Liverpool next week. Uh, last home game of the season. Possibly the last home game at St James's Park for Rafa Benitez if they haven't sorted a contract out. Who knows what's going to happen there. Um, expect another match report after that game as well. I'll be going to the Fulham game. I'll be down in London for that. I will get a video out at some point. God knows when. Because um, that's going to be a, a, a hell of a day. But I will be there. Please subscribe to the channel if you enjoyed it. If you want to share with your friends. Um, and if you listen to this on podcast as well. Please give us a five star. Please comment. Please like. And get your comments in below on YouTube. Um, what went wrong today? Was the team lineup the right one? Were the substitutions right? What do you think we're going to do against Liverpool? And how do you think we're going to set up? All of that below, please, and I'll get I'll do my best to get round to answering them all. I've been out on the Toon Network. We'll see you next week after the Liverpool game. Cheers, bye, Z bye. <laughs>